This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Bastian Gerald. He is the CEO of a company called Aptivo. He's an enterprise software veteran, worked for Oracle and Cash Edge, now part of Fiserve, prior to founding Aptivo, working to change the way small business will run their business to minimize costs, optimize business processes, and make better business decisions. He's got an app suite. We're going to talk about it today. Bastian, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Okay, good. So tell us what tell us what Aptivo does and what's your business model? How do you make money? Um, it's a enterprise business software, uh, but focused on small businesses. So we actually have... Well, wait, Bastin, hold on. Those are, that's contradictory. So is it, is it small business or enterprise? Well, it's, it's kind of like it's small business focused, but what we are trying to do is what the Oracles and SAPs of the world did to the large enterprises. Um, we are trying to bring that same set of software for the small businesses because small businesses need, the, need them more than enterprises, in my opinion, uh, because they are juggling like too many balls. Um, and, and they don't really have one integrated solution today or actually until like six, seven years ago when we launched, uh, they did not have one product where they can manage their customers, that they can manage their financials, manage their projects, manage their shipping, inventory, everything in one place. That was the, that was the vacuum that we tried to fill. So you're saying it's enterprise, it's enterprise quality software at a small business price point. Exactly. Yeah. And we, we charge uh, $10 a user a month. Is our, that's, we have a freemium model. So, you know, there's a limited version available for, uh, you know, smaller businesses to get going. And then at some point, uh, you know, when they when their needs increase, uh, you know, they can pay and go into the payment paid plan. Okay. So you said the average kind of price point is $10 per user per month. Yeah. And do these users typically sign up themselves or does the company sign up for like 100 seats at 10 bucks a seat? Uh, no, it's mostly the company signing up, uh, you know, 30, 40, 50 seats, and then giving it to their employees. Got it. On average, when a business signs up, how many seats do they sign up for? So uh, the, the average is increasing. It's more like five right now Okay. Uh, on an average. Um, but, you know, it used to be like one, like five years ago. So, yeah, it's yeah, good. It's, it's, it's growth. So you said you launched back five or six or seven years ago. So that would have been 2011, right? 2011, yeah. And what are you at today in terms of team size? Oh, we have uh, around 300 employees. Um, it's uh, it's it's grown quite a bit, but uh, in terms of like uh, presence, we have you know we are global. We have customers in all uh, in 194 countries actually. Where's the team based? Um, majority uh, of the engineering happens from India, and majority of the product management, actually all of the product management, sales, everything, marketing happens from Fremont uh, here in California. Got it. Fremont, California. Very good. And break break down those 300 people for me. How many are engineering? Uh, close to, I mean, roughly half and half in engineering. And uh, so about 150 in engineering, QA, uh, systems operations and maintaining the you know servers and everything. And the other half in 
you know, customer support, service, um, you know, getting customers onboarded, writing content for customers and marketing, sales support, all that. Yep. Okay. Interesting. And have you decided to bootstrap the company or have you raised capital? We've, uh, I mean, mostly bootstrapped and then we've raised some capital uh, from private investors. We've not done any venture investment yet, like an institution investment yet. And how much in total have you decided to raise? So we've, we've raised close to three and a half uh, million so far. Okay. And, and why did you make the decision to do that? I mean, I read a bit about your background. It sounds like you probably had salaries in the past that allowed you to save where you could really fund most of this yourself in the early years. Why did you decide to go out and raise? Um, so, so, in fact, we did build a lot of it uh, during the build process. Uh, you know, I was able to fund it all by myself. And when it came to like initial marketing, we did a little bit of marketing in 2011, 2012. Uh, we needed uh, cash to kind of like, you know, jumpstart the marketing engine, sales engine a bit. So that's when we raised some money. And then, you know, we uh, we got a lot of decent amount of traction actually at that time. So then we kind of uh, scaled our marketing investment down and started focusing on improving the product based on the feedback that we got from our initial customers. Uh, and then in 2013, 14 timeframe, uh, we 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 did a major overhaul uh, that we we released uh, version four at that time, so we need a little bit more money again for marketing and sales. That's when we we did another small round. And how are you? I mean, this is a very competitive space. So you describe yourself as everything you need in one cloud solution: CRM, project management, invoicing, and more. So let's break those down. CRM. You have HubSpot. Pipedrive, Close, Prosperous. I mean, I could list 100 companies there. Project Management, you have Liquid Planner, DePulse. I mean, I could name a bunch there. And then Invoicing, you have FreshBooks, Build.com, Expensify, uh, QuickBook. I mean, each of these things has huge, huge competitors. How are you competing and winning on all these different fronts? It's actually very hard. In fact, that's the uh, that's basically the story that, that uh, you know, it, it's actually very hard. It's even harder in the smaller space, right? So my story is very simple. Uh, if you look at the 80s, uh, when we had like large tower machines, you know, computers coming in. Bastin, uh, you're, you know, you're aging yourself. <laughs> I wasn't, I entered the workforce in 93, but, but uh, you know, in the 80s, so this is the story. So all these, uh, you know, $5,000, $10,000 machines when, you know, small and medium businesses couldn't even like, you know, afford, uh, afford a machine. So at that time, if you look at it, all the large enterprises uh, had, you know, custom written code or uh, some off the shelf, uh, shelf software, but mostly what I call as point solutions, right? Some for accounting, some for inventory management. Like um, even in 93, when I entered the workforce, we used to actually run uh, you know, interface programs and go for lunch and come back and then, you know, people will print and then, you know, they'll go through and, you know, it's, it's just a huge mess. Well, so, so how are you beating these guys though? Like how does your invoicing tool beat FreshBooks? Well, well actually we try to be feature, you know, com, you know, parity on, from, a, from a feature standpoint, we try to be on par with them. But um, I think the biggest differentiator is, you know, with FreshBooks, uh, you know, you might be using some other CRM, right? Like you mentioned ProsperWorks, you mentioned many others. So, you know, they might be uh, using CRM, you know, CRMs like those. And then if you want to invoice a customer that you just want to deal with, you'll have to kind of like replicate the entire data again in FreshBooks. With us, you don't have to do that. With a single button click, you know, you can say, okay, yeah, I, I finished the work. You know, I'm going to invoice you $1,000, $5,000, whatever it is. And it, everything transfers over. There's really no... Uh, absolutely no issue in terms of the transfer of data. Plus, 
you have a complete visibility in in your customers app inside aptivo you can go through like 5 months 10 months one one year later and see what are all the invoices that you've sent to this particular customer and potentially you know like i did some work for them in let's say january of uh, 2017 then in you know i may have something else coming in january 2018 if it's like a recurring business so it's a lot easier when you have information all the information in one place so that's our biggest value prop Okay, Top Tribe, many of you ask me all the time, how did I get my website up so fast, so quickly, and why is it doing so well? The answer is simple. I use HostGator.com to keep the thing cranking along. They've got a 45-day money-back guarantee, which is great. I used their free website builder to get the site up because it's ideal for WordPress. It's just what I use. They've got 4500 templates and a free e-commerce plugin as well and 24/7 support which we love, right? We love that. I bug the hell out of them. They always get back to me. So, I've got you 30% off along with $100 in free AdWords credit. To grab it, just go to hostgator.com/nathan, but you got to do it now. Again, hostgator.com/nathan. You're also I think I think you you're you're at a cheaper price point. Like if I bought FreshBooks for invoicing and then I bought Liquid Planner for project management and then I bought HubSpot's, you know, upgraded version of one above their free CRM, it would be significantly more than $10 per user per month. Exactly, exactly. Absolutely. And that's that's basically like uh from the beginning that that was another, you know, a uh, clear differentiator we wanted to offer we are not going to price by app or anything like that uh you know it's just a user you add a user if you want to have 10 users have them in and then you know if you want to segment and say you know these three people can only access sales these people can only access invoicing that's completely possible so that's the enterprise grade we are talking about it's completely secure and you know you can have rule based access control and everything but if you want them all to access everything that's fine too you have everything Yeah. And Bastian, what are you at today in terms of customers you're serving? Where where are we? We are we are over two hundred thousand businesses worldwide. Okay, now is that you have a free plan though? So are those two hundred thousand all paying? No, no, no. Um, actually, more than seventy five percent of them are not are free users. Okay, so so it, can I? Is it fair to say that about you know twenty five percent or about fifty thousand of those are paying or no? Um, actually, um, a little bit less than that, but yeah. Okay. There. Okay. And and are those so we'll say 40,000 to be conservative. And are those 40,000 those are actual companies using you or those are seats inside of companies using you? Um that's the number of uh seats um using us. Um actually, you know, in the SMB segment, we also play in the large segment where we have uh, a few customers with tens of thousands of users, so I'm not really including that in this list. Um, but well, why, yeah. why you definitely have to include that? I mean, that's that's a, those are not easy to win. So, what what would you say your total seats are? Total paying seats? Total paying seats probably in the you know eighty hundred thousand range. Okay, good. And and that really that the reason that number doubles from what you just told me of around forty thousand is because of those enterprise deals you've closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. Okay, that's really helpful to understand. I mean, and then can I I can generally think of the size of the business right at eighty thousand seats at around a ten dollar per month per user price point. You guys are somewhere around eight hundred grand in MRR. Uh-huh. Are you are you above that? 
No, no, it's actually around that, or a little bit less than that. Yeah. Okay, good. So my, my, come on, Bustin, you can give me some credit. My math is pretty good. That's on the spot stuff right there. <laughs> yeah, because we you discount heavily right on the enterprise side and stuff. Okay, but yeah, but is it fair to say? Because I want to give you credit. You're doing somewhere between seven hundred and eight hundred grand per month. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Talk to me about the growth. It's not easy to get eighty thousand paid seats signed up. How are you driving customer growth? So actually, a lot of it is, you know, word of mouth and, you know, we do some digital marketing, uh, you know, uh, but mostly it's word of mouth and uh, distribution driven. So we are all in the, you know, many marketplaces like Google and, um, you know, Office 365, uh, iPhone, Android. So, you know, people discover us a lot more easily over there. Bastin, which so, one of those marketplaces did you start in? Google. Okay, the Google. So you, would you say that the Google marketplace has really driven a lot of your early growth? Uh, absolutely. Okay. And how, how did you work inside of that marketplace to like get reviews and make sure you were ranked at the top and make sure you show up first for appropriate categories and search terms? Um, I mean, the name helps. It starts with an A. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, you know, that, that actually is one reason why, you know, in some places it's actually very helpful, but otherwise, um, you know, naming the apps, properly and then you know getting a lot of early traction helps uh, you know they actually you know uh, reviews mainly right reviews and then uh, with google especially it's reviews as well as uh, you know how many people are genuinely using you right so if you have uh, you know a bunch of installs and a bunch of uninstalls then doesn't help yeah so so how many what would you say lo- what would you say logo retention is annually um I, you know if, if you look at churns probably like you know in the you know 15% Annually, uh-huh. that's really good for the small business space, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and 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 again, you know, we are not very strict in terms of uh, you know many aspects of enforcing, you know, like payments and stuff like that. Even I mean, because you know, we we are trying to perfect the product, right? Making sure, like you mentioned, the earlier question was about like how do you compete with all these different companies? Uh, that's actually a huge challenge, and uh, you know, that's what we really focus on: trying to make sure that. All aspects of the product are, you know, very easy to onboard, easy to use, um, you know. And then when you go from app to app, the experience is consistent, so you don't have to look for new apps. So those are, you know, what we try to keep focusing on. Do you have Do you, you know, have the ability? Like you mentioned earlier, pricing was a differentiator here as well. One simple price point at ten bucks per user per seat, maybe some big volume discounts, but generally ten bucks. How do you drive expansion revenue though, if that's your only price point? So we do have a $25 plan, like an ultimate plan. And uh, we are also thinking about launching another plan, which actually will have, um, it's all, the differentiation is more on services, right? So the $25 plan actually gives you more, uh, you know, storage space, more email quota, more, you know, a bunch of things like that. Like, you know, credit card, uh, if you're using expense reports. Kind of utility-based metrics and levers. Exactly. And then the the, uh, other plan, the next plan we are talking about, you know, we are thinking about bundling some voice services uh, as part of the whole thing. So people don't have to go buy a different phone service, different, you know, whatever. So that's the next step. Yeah. What did what did you spend best in last month on just paid acquisition? So Google ads, Facebook ads, things like that? Not so much, actually. Definitely less than what? I actually, uh, you know, my, my, uh, it's actually zero last month. You, oh, you didn't spend anything on Facebook ads or Google ads or anything? No, no, we, we are kind of like, we, 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 we've been like, you know, wanting to jumpstart that, but we've been very busy with other stuff. Okay. So Bastin, so just to be clear, just, you do, you do no paid 
advertising on, on any channels. No. Oh, that's great. That's really great. So how do you measure, I mean, how do you measure like customer acquisition cost? Um, well, the CAC is, uh, you know, really our sales team, like that does the calling, you know, when somebody comes to our website, registers and, you know, when they, and then we do, uh, actually we do, we do paid, you know, we, we, we do buy leads, right? So not, not Google or uh, Office 365, but sorry, not Google or uh, Zing, uh, Bing, but, but um, um, you know, uh, there are advisory services, so we buy leads from them, right? Okay, so, about how much do you spend per month on that stuff? You know, probably, you know, I'd say less than five grand. Okay, so still really low. So what if you had to give me a number for CAC, fully weighted, including your sales team and all that, what would you say it requires you to bring on one new business with an average of five seats? Um, you know, that's a great question. I don't really well, don't, have Yeah, don't a, make it up if you don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't really have a clear number. Actually, we didn't really, you know, it, it's, it's, so we keep scaling, we keep adding as we, you know, on, a, on an aggregate level, you know, more sales power as we grow. Uh, we try to, we try to, you know, towards the end of the year, we try to be even, uh, if, if, if not, you know, yeah. So in terms of lifetime value, how long do you assume the average business will stay with you? Uh, three, four years. Okay. So maybe 36 plus months. And if they're spending, you know, 50 bucks a month with an average of five seats, we can kind of back into what your, uh, what your lifetime value expectation is. Is that accurate? Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, Hey, uh, uh, let's wrap up here. Uh, uh, well, let's wrap up here with the famous five for you. Okay, uh, Bastin, number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, Contagious. Contagious. Yeah. Have, good have one. you heard of that? Yeah, it's a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, you know, Musk, Elon Musk. Elon Musk is a good one. Number three, is besides all of your own tools, what's your favorite online tool? Um, I, I like um, Basecamp um, for project management. Um, that's, that's probably what I would... Uh, yeah, that's one of our tools. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Um, weekdays, about five hours. <laughs> uh, weekends, I try to catch up a bit more. And what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? I am married. I have two daughters. Two kids. Okay, and how old are you, Bestin? I am 46. 46. Last question. Take us back 26 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? <laughs> You're having fun. You're loving this interview, aren't you? I love this. Yeah, yeah. So w- w- what what was I doing when I was 20 years? No, Is no. What, what do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, I, I, if I, if I was 20 years, what would I wish is what, is what you're asking? Yeah, just what do you, what's something you wish your 20 year old self knew? Oh, I mean, everything I knew now, I guess. <laughs> Let me ask this differently. What's a life lesson you're telling your younger daughters? Um, well, I, I basically ask them to take it easy, you know, just, just follow your, I mean, the, the life lesson that the most important life lesson that I, uh, knew now, which actually, yeah. Okay. I got you now. So that's the Steve Jobs, you know, follow your heart uh, lesson, right? So I, I tell my kids all the time that, you know, just follow your heart. Don't uh, don't listen to what we say. You know, if you want to be a lawyer, because, you know, we both are engineers, me and my wife. And, you know, you're trying to like, you know, guide them in our direction a little bit. My wife was, I was telling, no, no, follow your heart. They want to, she wants to be a writer. I said, okay, fine. Nobody. Bastin, I, I hope your wife is not listening. I'm going to not, I'm going to get not good feedback from her. Yeah. 
So yeah, follow your heart, follow your heart. There you guys have him from Boston. Follow your heart. He founded up TiVo back in 2011. He's now grown it to over 300 team members, over 80,000 paying kind of people use him across many different businesses. Each business is average, but each business averages five seats with him. He's raised $3.5 million, nothing kind of traditional yet, but he hasn't needed it because most of his uh, most of his growth has come from his placement in Google, uh, the Google Marketplace and other app marketplaces. They're doing uh, between 700 grand 800 grand per month. Uh, a churn monthly is less than 1% in terms of logo churn uh, based between India and Fremont, California. Bastin, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you. Thank you, Nathan.